tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey! Ow! Did I get it? No, no, I was like, wait, guys. I'm deaf for no Ten reason. episodes and I killed the fans' ears. I'm sorry if your volume was cranked way up, but we're excited because we are here Ow. for the Musketeers After Buzz TV finale, Yay. episode 10. Ow. Musketeers don't die easily. They don't. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Joining me on the panel today to my left, Lizard Maui. Hey, guys. Glad to see you. Glad to see you. I'm sad, but I'm happy. So much happened. I'm sad that we it's, just couldn't get the hay at the very last you know episode. We'll do it I next season. I feel like that it was deserved that we didn't get the hay. Like, I feel like it would have been... Deserved. Yes, it was deserved that we didn't get the hay. Because... It's tradition. We, yeah, I would have felt weird if I would have got it right. Oh. So I feel like it's better that it ended it this way. Mm-hmm. So, ten episodes down. Yeah. So Luckily, season two is coming up. Before it, we get too far into this this discussion i want to just say thank you to everyone for tuning in seriously guys we appreciate you guys so much because without you we would not have this this all the people that tweeted at us over the last 10 weeks i mean i'd have the screen shirt but i wouldn't have the fun and the love that i have for you guys at home so thank you for being here thank you if you want to help us out you can go to itunes and you can rate our show and give us five star ratings because that makes our show searchable you can follow us on twitter at ryan hooks 92 at lizzie maui I mean, that's what helps us out. So, that being said, let's talk about episode 10, the finale of season one, season two, just around the corner, though. They're they're almost done filming it, I think. I'm so so excited. I'm excited. What did you think about this episode in terms of the season? This was the episode, you know, we've had so many episodes that always built up, like, to, to so much action and, like, twists and stuff. And this is the episode where... I feel like I've gotten closure on some things, mm-hmm. but it still left some things open for like left season it was, two. Yeah, it wasn't closure to the point where it's like okay, they could just totally end the show right here, and there wouldn't be a season two, and it would be fine. Like there's enough closure that I'm accepting, and I'm okay until the next season comes. But yet, there's so much stuff that could just be brought up again. You know, like I'm okay for now, and then we'll get <laughs> this <more. laughs> uh, episode at the end reminded me of Lord of the Rings because <laughs> it ended. And then it ended, and then it ended, and then it ended, and then, and then, it then ended again. there was another ending, and I was like, "Wait, are they? Are, what and is then, going on?" And then there were credits when and they thought like, there was going to be one more. Oh no, they did the thing that really threw me off when they went into this thing about the stair that they do. That uh, BBC America had this whole little bit they threw in. It was like, "And here's the stair," and they're like, "Aramis giving the seductive stare," and then they were all entertaining, giving the seductive <laughs> stare, and and then like uh, Porthos was like, "No, I'm not doing that." Yeah, and so like I was like, "Wait, is the show over?" And then there was like 20 more minutes. Yeah. I I feel like so much of this episode, and I love the episode because so much happened, but like the first 45 minutes built up to the last 25 minutes. Yeah, no, it really did. I mean, and that action scene at the end, like... Oh, that fight scene. Oh, that was the best fight scene of the season. I need to Google, I mean, we'll get to it, but I really need to Google how old pistols in the 1700s, uh-huh. how mm-hmm. they worked, because I thought it was like Single one... Single shot. 
single shot, but it's like in that scene, I mean, it was so fast I couldn't count, but it's like how many guns did each individual musketeer have? Multiple. I well, mean, I feel like I kept watching them pull out other guns. Yeah. Plus, they were taking guns from people they were killing. Oh, that Plus makes sense. Plus, they had the then. wagon full of guns. Plus, okay. they had the bombs. That that makes and more I sense. And I, I think D'Artagnan reloaded once as well. Yeah. Because in terms of the way the guns work, it generally you would uh, gunpowder put, put powder in. Thing. You would put a wadding and a bullet that yeah. would separate the powder and the bullet, and you would pack it in. And you would also put powder in the flash pan that you would shoot that would actually spark did the they powder. Have to li- oh yeah, they didn't light it. The, they did it. The well, it depends. A lot of the guns in this season that I've been watching are using um, a piece of rope that's burning. It's got ambers on it. So when it hits the flash pan, it goes off. So it's just always Depending burning. on the period and earlier periods and in other countries, they use flintlock, which is basically the flint strikes the, the metal on the flash pan, creates a spark, and lights it. How do you know all this? Uh, I like guns. Okay. So that's not even relevant because <laughs> all we know is the musketeers kick butt. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the beginning of the episode because we need to build up to let's this. Shall, shall we? Let's, let's start shall off. We? Okay. We shall. So the whole episode was this like dual plotted layered of beautifulness that I was like, wait, what's going to happen? And I kept trying to predict <laughs> things that were going to happen and I got some of them and then some of them was like, oh, oh there's still totally this. Totally off base. And I, and I kept thinking, oh, someone's going to do this and someone's over here. And <sighs> Sorry, let me take a breath. Yes, breathe. All right. Athos is drunk and he's following Milady around. Uh-huh. Which uh, I was so surprised that yeah, it started it was, off with that. It was that. a weird start. I was like, start. whoa, what's it was going totally on? It totally threw me for a loop. It's like, why is she walking around where she knows she's going to bump into him? Like, I was all like, what's going on? Did well, I if, miss something? At I... first, I thought it was like some sort of plot on Milady's part. Yeah. Because it was so obvious that Athos was following her, stumbling behind her after three bottles of wine. <laughs> and he grabs her, and he's threatening to kill her. But then it was weird to me that all the other guys showed up. Like, if he was stumbling around, why weren't they with him? Or, you know... Like, it just seemed a little weird at first to begin with, because then they showed up, and it seems sort of way too easy that all this information came out all at once. So the stuff that's been hidden for, like, eight episodes <laughs> about various things happening with D'Artagnan and Milady sleeping yeah. together way back in episode one, yeah. and the fact that Athos and Milady are married, and, like... Like, it's weird that it was it was never addressed. Yeah. And this is, like, sort of the way they revealed it. It kind of sucks, too, because when you think about it, they're still married. I guess technically they are uh, still yeah. married. <laughs> um, no, I just, I thought, like, I almost thought it would be, like, a dream or flashback. Like, I didn't. It just seemed weird. I just got so involved with it, though, that I didn't even think of it being, like, a pre-planned thing. Right. I just, I was so, like, oh, my God, what's going on? When and I like, suppose it's easy for us to, to look at it in hindsight and say, oh, that seems so weird now that I think about it. But at the point, you're right. It was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. This show goes everywhere and it does. does everything, and it doesn't really have a boundary. I mean, so. Well, and this is the first time we've seen in the show as well a repeat of characters. Besides our core group of people, yep. Count Mellendorf and Charlotte are both returned. Yep. Mellendorf is still in prison. Charlotte is pleading, pleading. to the king. Trying to save her father, you know, and at least let him go, something. And they talk about Gallagher as well from last week. Yeah. So, like, this is it's cool that they have brought back characters, again, for the first time, mm-hmm. to, you know, that that people aren't totally written off. And, I mean, of the characters they've brought back, these probably weren't my two top choices. Yes. But, I mean, I would love for Aramis to have some love in his life. <laughs> but that whole scene, though, like, in the beginning, like, I, when Athos shot D'Artagnan, I was like, 
like at first I thought it might have been a setup in the, like the split two seconds where you're trying to like just establish what's going on in the scene because it almost mm-hmm. seems too easy. Like you said, he's like, why is he stumbling around drunk? Everybody just comes out. But when that scene happened and he shot D'Artagnan and it was pretty darn obvious that he actually shot D'Artagnan, I was like, it's going down. Like the fight and everything. <laughs> it got real. Like it got real and, and it looked like he shot him in a place that could have been fatal, mm-hmm. which uh, just logically thinking you can't kill him off. There's just, you can't kill right. him off. Well, you wouldn't kill him off. The whole time, and I've talked about titles before like how i i like to analyze the title because somebody thought about what you could call this episode that would like hint at what's going to happen but then not yeah and it's you know musketeers don't die easily and i love that they mentioned it characters mentioned it throughout the show constance and Milady mm-hmm. both mentioned it yeah but here's the thing that i kept thinking about don't die easily not don't die exactly so they could still die yeah but at the beginning too when when he shot d'artagnan i was like that that's it hasn't even been five minutes. That's too easy. Like, if we did it like more in the middle of the episode, I was like, oh my God, he's dead. But- <laughs> Can I just also point out, I'm glad you just said it's too easy. Because as I was sitting there thinking about the title, I was like, this is such a British show. Because if it was America, Musketeers don't die easy. BBC America, in Britain, Musketeers don't die Easily. easily. Oh, yes, yes. They don't die easily. Yes. Pro- Sorry, my, pro- my so proper grammar. Yeah, us lazy Americans would have just said easy. Yeah. We also use Zs instead of Ss. Yeah, so well, they don't die easily, after yes. all. All right. So, but then it got a little strange to me again because the lady's at D'Artagnan's house. Shows up, has a gun Is it his, his house or she, is he at hers? It, whatever. They're somewhere. They're somewhere. Well, He's I all think, bandaged up. Well, where... We, we don't really know his living situation anymore. I thought no. he was living at the garrison. Yeah, you know why? Because there was that part later where the captain had to speak with him and uh-huh. it went to like, or didn't the captain show Milady to his room or something that well, someone brought him somewhere to see D'Artagnan? D'Artagnan was in a room. Yeah. We don't know if it's at... A room. A room. It doesn't know, matter if it's at the Musketeer garrison or whose house it's yeah, at. Yeah, I don't and think... And Milady is there. Treville shows up. Yeah. And is basically telling D'Artagnan that he... It needs to quit the musketeers. Yeah, like, like I'm, I, I'm not getting involved. I'm not taking sides. But Athos has been here forever. He's the best soldier, right? He's the best soldier. I'm not going to give up my best soldier for your personal. And again, I guess in hindsight, this seemed a little sketchy to me that it would be that abrupt. That with because Treville is so logical. That like that doesn't seem like something that he would do. Remind me again because I did watch this earlier today and took my notes. But did he? Did Treville do this to him in front of any? In front of Milady. It was okay. All right, that yes. makes sense. Milady was in the room, yes. and he. I think again, it's all part of the plot that we now know yeah, exists we because know. we've watched the episode. Yeah. But at the time, it's like, man, like that. That's bold, Treville. Like you just outed Darton. He's like your number one guy. Yeah. And he's basically saying, you know, I'm not taking sides. I don't want to stay in my ranks. Athos is my choice. I'm mm. choosing him. You're out. Yeah. Suck it up and go. I don't know. It just. Now, again, in hindsight, it's, like, so obvious that, like, why didn't I see it? Because yeah. Treville's, that's, again, that is not Treville's, like, MO at all. He's so logical, so, you know, by the book. And this is a not-by-the-book move. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. We, so we skipped a little bit since we're talking about, you know, her at the, this, at the garrison talking to D'Artagnan Milady, that is. And basically he's propositioning him to come work with the Cardinal. Yeah, and in saying... That he has no future with the Musketeers, which is like perfect timing for Treville to roll in right after and be like, hey, by the way, you're out. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's it's perfect timing. I mean, it's not that Treville could have known what late Milady was talking about per se, but mm-hmm. in that instance, it was perfect timing. Was perfect. Um, but, I mean, basically, you know, for for 
her to like, and then she calls she, him out because she tries to kiss him, mm-hmm. and then like calls out that he's like still in love with someone else, and da 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 da. And, well, and there was a whole humanizational point too with Melody where she talks about her past, yeah, and about how she lied to Athos when she was, you know, she was a thief and. But basically, Thomas Thomas tried to kill her. He tried thought, to rape her. Yeah, rape her. I thought I thought it was more like he had known about her past. I don't think uh, there was nothing mentioned about knowing the past. It no. was just that he he lusted well, after her. Someone had to because she said that I used to come from a, a street. I was a thief, and I you know I stole and I did bad things, and then I met you know Athos. That all changed. We had a great life, and the brother was jealous, and he he was obsessed with me, and he tried to force me. And I was, I was, I was forced to kill him. And then, you know, Athos wouldn't believe her because he found out about her past. And I'm like wondering, well, what point did she bring up her past to Where him? Did that come from? But then all of a sudden, like she's saying, so not only was I just a thief in a low life in the past in his eyes, but obviously, like, oh, I'm a murderer. Like that's something I would have done without reason. Right. So because you were a thief, you yeah. must be a murderer. Do you believe her story that that's how it really went down? That she was a thief and. I or mean, that it was simply that her brother tried to, or yeah, his brother tried to, yeah. I do. I, I, there are a lot of things about Milady that make me trust the things that she says and does. Yeah. Like in in her character, she is a truth telling. Yeah, she doesn't force. lie a lot per she se. Doesn't, she doesn't feel the need to lie because she's not covering. She doesn't want to cover anything up. Yeah. She's. This is what it is. Yeah. Deal it's only it or, if she's like undercover playing like a character, like in that episode way back with the the woman who was teaching the women. And, yeah. It's you know. not really, and it's never lying. It's just her cover. Yeah, exactly. I, again, I don't when, when she's in her moments. I don't ever feel like I doubt yeah. her or the things that she's doing. And I got really mad. Like, if that's really the story, I mean, obviously we know that it left it, off. Yeah, that, it it seems like that's a terrible way to end yeah. the thing with her and Athos. And I'm just like, yeah, and I'm really angry at him because I think well, there was more reason to actually try to kill her. Yeah, it makes me like Athos less. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, oh, he's. So blinded by his power struggle or whatever his dilemma yeah, like, in life is, that yeah. he couldn't listen to her and find it out. Yeah. So. Ah, well, what are you going to do? So D'Artagnan goes to the, the, the garrison and wants to challenge Athos. Mm-hmm. Demanding, um, demanding an apology and yes. all this stuff. That's all right. And so everyone's returning. So this is where Milady is. This plot just keeps overlapping. Well, do you think great. Constance tried to? Uh, well, he Constance showed up a little bit ago when the whole scene was going on with Milady. She's trying to find him. Just looking for him. Yeah. And this is when we get the whole part about the, the rape scene and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that Sean Pertwee is in this, this show. He played Sarzan. Oh, yes. And I'm really excited about his career because so he was this recently in elementary for three episodes. Okay. He is in this episode and he's about to be in another show, which in my opinion is going to take off. Are you ready for this? He plays Alfred Pennyworth in the new Gotham. Oh. At least for the first episode. Okay. That's what he's credited as. Okay. Which, Gotham is going to be awesome. So this is really exciting for his career, and I'm glad he got this little moment. And it was kind of interesting to see and compare him in these various roles, because he was very theatrical in this role as Sarzan, and sort of comical and sort of a little bit yes. of relief, but still very serious and still very much in charge. And very so dangerous. it'll be interesting to see how he portrays Alfred in this new version of Gotham. Yeah, I can't see, like, like 1700s French, yeah, a you know, goofy evil guy. Right. And Alfred. Alfred. Which we've seen, you know, Michael Caine is famously recently played Alfred is very serious and you know Michael Caine is an amazing actor so it'll be it'll be cool to see and compare the differences between the two characters yeah again Sean Pertwee glad he's here mm-hmm. thanks for coming all <laughs> right so and, th- and this is then 
after this whole little, where she goes and talks to him about her past, and we find this is the Musketeers having a face off. They are meeting, and then we learn it's all a plan. Yeah. Like Which, you guys. I know. And I was like, you guys. I should have known. Like, I was disappointed in myself because I, I was actually surprised to find out it was a plan because at this point, I was so involved in the story. My brain was shut off into trying to think logically. Uh-huh. So Which when, is great. That means we're really paying attention yeah, to what's going on. It, you should be involved in a story, not trying to overanalyze every single point to it, even though you're doing a job like this. <laughs> Thanks for ruining me after Buzz. I just uh, want to watch TV and enjoy it. Right? Right. But uh, no, I, I really, you know. The plan and, and, you know, again, like, how's Milady? Like, is she believing you? And just, you know, everything. Um, and 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 now, like, I love the little comment, like, how's it going? It's fine. Now all I have to do is kill you guys. Hey. And then we're fine. Like, <laughs> Justin, sorry, we're all good, but you need but to But she'll die. definitely trust me. <laughs> well, and we learned that, too, with this overlapping story of Milady and she's with uh, Sarazan, that she, like, owes him. Yeah. And, like, the reason, if she's there, she must be really desperate. Yeah, like, he basically is, like... You, I, I did everything for you. I treated you the best. I taught you how to be like the best thief, and then you just ran away, He's ditched out, and uh, you know, and and basically, I mean, I'm sure they had some sort of romantic involvement at one point. Yeah, I would doubt it. Ish, lady, you know, lady likes to get down. You know, because she even said like, oh, when the girl, the little consort, whatever you call them, like ran yeah. off, she's like, oh, is that just my replacement? He's like, you knew that you were more than that. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. She's very smart because in this scene, I'm realizing that she's trying to have a backup plan. That guy, you know, uh, Sarazon is smart because he knows that she's got to be desperate and basically, you know, tries to, you know, she's somebody who's seeking freedom and, and from both the demons of her past. And obviously she's not somebody that I can see being someone's bitch, so to speak. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm torn with that as a, of a, a theory because I feel like if Milady, she could just go. Yeah. Nothing is keeping her there. I feel like... But I feel like she needs closure of some sort it's a matter of in the heart. order to, you know... Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I don't know. Like, closure. I get it. She's a great character because she's so... She's not just so one-dimensional or two-dimensional, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> she's multi-dimensional. She's multi-dimensional. Mm, Four-dimensional. I like, I, I like those curves of those dimensions. Uh, hey. Hey. Oh, Mimi, uh, Mimi McCoy, I'm going to be sad that I don't get to see you anymore. Yeah. <sighs> I but, guess I'm going to have to go back and watch season one again. Yeah. And again and again. And then season two will be here. Yes. We're in. What All is right. Season two. There, I was looking online. I didn't see anything about season two yet. I, I know they're still filming. Like I said, I, I talked to some people from production before our show started, and they were filming in Czech Republic, so we, we were unable to get, because you know, we, we like to get guests here at After Buzz. I was unable to get any guests, really, because everyone is returning to season two that was in season one that was of, you know, of note, and they're all in Czech Republic filming because yeah. all this is being filmed there, with the exception of uh, Peter Capaldi, who obviously is a little busy with Doctor Who, which is about to premiere. Did. Oh, did appear? Okay. I knew I, they kept advertising and I kept fast forwarding it through the commercials. Yeah. So Do- Dr. Who's out and he's been busy with that. So you know, good. he was here for Comic-Con, but you know, with so all good. the Comic-Con madness, good luck getting anybody to do anything uh, with that. I know. Um, yeah. And I, um, I just, I'm so sad because I don't know when it's going to air now, but yeah, but hopefully for yeah, season I, two, soon. maybe when we start filming for that, we'll be more on schedule with as it airs and maybe we will be able to I get some of those. You guests. know, it depends on BBC, I think, because with this show, they actually aired the entire first season of Musketeers in uh, January Yeah, and we didn't get it until June here in America. So in relation to the time window, 
they may have seen cross our fingers and hope. Well, yeah, and and, and my, this might have been an experiment. Yeah. Season one, see what happens, see what kind of viewership we get. Yeah, you know, airing see it. See how popular it is. See in how America. popular exactly. And it may be a matter of now we're going to air both at the same time. Exactly. Because they'll see how it did and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So let's hope for that. If not, we have to wait for a while. Because if womp, we're at a six-month window plus production time, I exactly. mean, this is probably going to be a spring show for BBC, or, you know, January, February, that kind of window for BBC anyway. Yeah. Just to the fact that they're still filming or are finished just wrapping up here shortly. Plus they're editing, plus they're doing post stuff, plus, you know, any kind of CGI, any kind of voiceover, anything extra that, you know, the production window is filming is two months and everything else is four months. Yeah. Sad. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's not be too sad because we still have half the episode left to talk about. Oh my God. All right. So D'Artagnan challenges Athos to a public duel, basically. Yep. Slaps him in the face. Let's make a giant scene. Oh, hey, everyone. Look over here. We're uh, slapping each other. You. And he shoots him and then Porthos puts fake blood. And I think we found out later it was like a pig's kidney. It was kidney a pig's bladder, yeah, bladder, full of blood. Something gross. Basically, you know, they used a lot of those inner parts and filled them with blood and yeah. water. Mostly water, really. The bladder was used as water bottles for a long time. For, gross. You know, it's gross to think about that. <laughs> that. Like, you carried your water around in a bladder. Yeah. But it was waterproof. And it had one out hole <laughs> just for drinking. There you go. Hey, Look you're like disgusting. a water balloon where it's just like, and then just like blood. It was. It was blood. Yeah, blood. blood. Okay, um, so this is when also we sort of get introduced to Celine, who had a small little role in this. She was one of the cohort on the Milady and the Sarazon side. She yeah. plays by Holly Earl. Wasn't she the like consort person from yes. the scene of the bar? Yeah. Yes, yes. So she fetches Constance. Uh-huh. Come quick, come quick. You're being called for. D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan shot Athos. Yeah, and he needs you. He's hiding away. And they take her to this weird dungeon y thing and they capture her yeah right away i knew i was like come on come on it's like dark like come on <laughs> well and this is great i like that she's captured because basically this whole little scene happens where she's captured but then uh selena gets drunk and then passes out and i was like yes break the bottle and cut the ropes and then breaks the bottle and cuts the ropes and then selena wakes up and then cuts her face oh uh, yeah you know and then she tries to like escape. falls like drunkenly or like she just both. she got hit there was a little bit of both a little bit of comedy a little bit of calm bay well and then you know she finally this is i'm speeding through this whole scene because it's yeah. Secondary, we can come back to it. Basically, she gets punched out by my lady. So I love that there's this so whole, great. and this sets up this whole battle. And it, there's been a battle from them for weeks now, especially after, you know, Milady was the financier to D'Artagnan. And then Constance told it D'Artagnan she didn't love him. Yep. And, you know, D'Artagnan went to Milady, even though she didn't see D'Artagnan shut him down. But they still have this, like, inner battle between who loves like who. love triangle kind of thing a little love triangle i think i don't know i feel with milady like i don't i she doesn't love d'artagnan i mean i think it's just more of the whole thing about like being insulted no, that he would she choose huh she loves athos. oh no she's totally in love with him i mean even after that scene where you know she thought he was dead you know she was like i don't feel the way i thought i would i'm i feel empty and sad sad and, yeah you know um but yeah Okay, so back to the main plot point then. Yes. Since we're done with the secondary so plot points. I know, this is such a great episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, and this is the part you're talking about when Milady yes. actually kisses D'Artagnan. And she knows something is up. Yeah. Because like, why aren't you kissing back? And he's like, uh, it's not really the time. Like, I'm obviously not in the mood. Like, everything going on is kind of a boner killer. So <laughs> At the same time, she's like, why? This is this is what turns me on. Yeah, and like, like speak <sighs> for yourself. It. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> killing somebody is what really gets my rocks going, I tell you. Yeah. All right, so they go to the, the cardinal for the protection that he's yes. so seeking. And 
he's like, well, you know, what what can you can't do anything for me? What do I need you? You're not worthless yeah. now. But he's like, I know about this letter yeah. that's after, from Gallagher. After he claims when he tries to do that whole, I'll kill her, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, and then mentions the just letter. don't get blood on the carpet. Yeah, which is yeah. Cool. Oh, poor milady. Nobody cares about her. Everyone just says, fine, kill yeah, her. Everybody's just like, go away. <laughs> yeah, she's the one that won't go away. She's yep. the beautiful cockroach that lives in our dreams. Okay. I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment or Marissa shaking her head at me. Definitely an insult. I apologize. Well, if anything, it's just claiming that, you know, she'll she'll survive through everything, even like a nuclear blast. So, you know. Yeah, like. She's, she's just saying you're, you're just saying she's strong. That's it. That's that is exactly what I was saying. And Thank she scares you people. That, that too. She's a scare, she scares me a little bit. Yeah, there you go. I kind of like it, though. <laughs> uh, anyway, so basically there's this letter that's been missing or hidden by Treville. This from Gallagher saying the Cardinal was implicated. and Trying to assassinate the Queen. He he basically says it's there. And I like that the Cardinal asked Milady, did you use my name? But she doesn't answer. Yeah. So like this was like where the, the plot really overlapped nicely because she could have been like, no, no, and that could have ruined the whole plan. Yeah. She doesn't say anything, even though she's not in on the plan. Yeah. I mean... Had me on the edge of the seat, though. Did she... She did leave his name in it, did she not? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I was thinking about it, if she did or not, and... I'm thinking if she did, she didn't say anything because she knew that that was the one thing that she screwed up in. Well, I I think that she she thinks silence is the best, and you know, I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no. Yeah, basically. You know, it's not. Yeah, I'm not. It is what it is. (laughs) Yep, I'm just gonna let it go. So he wants to be basically guaranteed safety, and also wants a commission to the Red Guards. I'm surprised he didn't demand a hat. I know, man. I want to. I was so disappointed that he. I kept waiting. Red Guard has to wear a hat, though. I kept waiting for a hat. That's his way to get a hat. In the Red Guard, you know. I, I'm so, I'm also surprised he didn't demand a higher rank. Yeah. Like I want to be a captain in the Red Guards. No, I think it's already enough that he would be in the Red Guards and like constantly have to run into like the Musketeers and stuff. That if well, that was where he really wanted to go down, it's just like just to be. I want a job and I want safety. Like at that point, you grasp for what you can get. You know. Right. So. Okay, so this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode when they were at Athos's funeral because it was like <laughs> still funny. They were, you know, they were standing there and Treville was trying to give the speech, yeah. And they're like, Athos was a great man, you know. And yeah. Aramis and Porthos keep chiming in. He's a great sword fighter. He's an awesome guy. And they're just like throwing in these things. And yeah. it's like he was very handsome too. He was, yes, he was very handsome. I wouldn't say ha- I wouldn't say handsome as rugged. Just yes, like yes, rugged. he was very rugged. Yes, yes. And oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just trying to give this eulogy, and I think like I don't, you know, for all we know, no other person at this funeral knows, knows that he's alive except for Treville and and Porthos and and. Um, Aramis. Aramis. And it's just like, it made me so happy because, again, you know, I talk about this a lot in different shows that I recap, and I'm always so happy when you have like a lot of serious stuff going down to build up to the plot point if it's whether it's getting close to the end of an episode or, or, or rather a season finale, and you still have the comedy relief yep. to kind of break away from the tension and remind you about. The, the characters and their personalities and so much more that you love about them except for just the uh, action and uh, vengeance, yeah. justice, you know? So it was it was really, really funny. And I think the show did a great job of the entire season. I mean, I would say that, in my opinion, The King is probably the most comic relief oh, yeah. of the, the season. Melancholy. But there are... <laughs> 
yes, this is melancholy. Melancholy. Um, but there are, there are various parts throughout the entire season where either Athos, Porthos, or Aramis had little, like, funny one-liners. Yeah. About stuff that was going on. It would be my pleasure to kill you. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and, and I'm glad that they kept that, even at this point, which is supposed to be, like, the most serious moment of the entire episode. Uh-huh. And there was just that comedy. And then Porthos cries a little bit. Because that's what Porthos does. He's yeah. a bit of a crier. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm glad, like I said, that, that that just was sort of nice to me. Yeah. I liked it. All right. So afterwards they go. And I'm surprised Athos was in public sitting at the bar hanging out. I know. Out. I was like, God, you're going to get bro. caught. Like, dude, people know who you are, man. Yeah. You're like, 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 you're, you're just, you didn't even, like, shave or anything to, like, look different. You're just wearing all black and you hope that your hat is pulled down enough. Like, you look exactly the same, except now you're wearing all black. You know? <laughs> Now you're dead. Now you're dead. And if anybody, like, don't you think that if you're meeting the other musketeers in a public setting, they're going to be like, and you're at the same table, they might be like, who the that guy? Did you always say that every time you go to the pub? Yeah, I, I just, I All don't right, know. So, Bonus here is a punk and shows up at the tavern. Constance is missing. They think he's you know, blaming D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan's yeah. not even there. He's yeah. like, I assure you, he's not with D'Artagnan. Yeah, he's flipping out. All right. So they go to meet the cardinal. And this is all, there was a lot of great scenes here towards the end of this. Like, and they make sure not to tell Dart. Like, we can't tell Dart till we figure this stuff out. That oh, yeah, Constance because is he'll missing. be freaking out and he's got yeah. a lot on his mind. Yeah, it's too much at stake. They're basically, Porthos and Aramis are like egging on the Cardinal. They're like holding the letter and they're just keep, oh, they keep snatching it out of each other's hands. It. Egging him on. And that whole scene was set up beautifully where it's like, I already knew, like, it's like you need to make where, him say it. Vocally. Did you, when you were watching it, did you think that, I was expecting them, I was, I kept thought I was seeing, Stumbling over my words here, figure out what I'm going to say. That on the right of the Musketeers, the left of the Cardinal, I kept thinking that I saw confessional booth. Like, I thought I saw that too, like because I, I noticed the booth and I thought that somebody would, the king I, or somebody I kept would pop that they out would of come it. Come out of the confessional booth. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, and then just come around the corner. Yeah, and they're like, here like, we are. Come on, well, you know, let's. Yeah, the queen is just there. I would think, yeah, because then I thought, why wasn't the queen in 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 the court in the booth? Somebody. And then I thought, well, a freaking dress wouldn't it's so poofy; it wouldn't fit in a damn. Well, and I wondered too, like <laughs> how this was all going to fall together because of the fact that no one would believe Aramis and Porthos over the cardinal, even exactly. if they told him the truth. Then I, I was this... expecting the king. Like I, honest to God, was no, expecting. I'm, I'm the glad king. it was the queen. No, like, I am too, and it made more sense after. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, okay, but like just that. I thought maybe the king would be nearby. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what they're doing with this character. We say that, yes, the Cardinal's going to be back for season two, but it's not going to be Peter Capaldi, obviously, for reasons we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. But, like, I almost thought, is it, are they going to kill the character off? And then there's, like, a new Cardinal? Like, like a totally different character? But, you know, because I thought maybe they yeah, were this going... Could be a re- yeah, this could justify... Yeah, they just but justify they a new know, though, actor. Point. Yeah. So, like, the way this is scripted, they, they had already... They had no idea. Yeah, he wasn't cast as, as the Doctor Who at this point. Yeah. So, so you know, figuring they... Wow, they that was a while ago. It. Yeah, if they aired it in January, it means they filmed it, you know, the year before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because we didn't so, find out till like, earlier this year that he was yeah. going to be the Doctor. Yeah, so. it was already out. Because it was... Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, it was right before it aired in America, because it was building up. It was like, oh, my gosh, the guy that plays Doctor Who is also going to be in the show The Musketeers is coming out. Yeah. And, you know, it's great and all this. So it built a lot of buzz about The Musketeers airing in America because he was now the new Doctor exactly. Who. Exactly. Um, and that was a great setup, I think, for it to air here in America. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, again, I like that they kept egging it on. And, I, man, I love this part with the Queen, because she was just like... She's just all uh, like, mm-mm. She's, you know, just the way... 
And I was so surprised. The power that she had in that moment. Yeah, but I, and I was so surprised at how it went down. The fact, I mean, it makes sense, again, because he is a very important established character that obviously is supposed to remain in the series going on to the next series. But just the way it was like, you know, you you know that, like, this is not good for the king. He trusts you too much. It would kill him. And we know that she has more power than yeah you you i have way more influence with him than you give me credit for and the way he's begging like please i'm only thinking about the country's best interest mm-hmm. you which know. i believe that and I, I feel like it is obviously it's a power power yeah him, i mean he doesn't have any reason to hate her no or to think that she's in his way so to speak it's really just about the not having a baby thing right so do you think this and it's a question i wrote down sets up a new leaf for france yes. because and, and i i think to me this is the most disappointment for the whole season that Queen Anne was not brought forth in this power role sooner because there's a lot of powerful characters that we've seen develop. Obviously, Milady started that way because that's her character. Mm-hmm. Constance has grown throughout the season to be from sort of meek to a little stronger and has repeatedly, yes, yeah, yeah. saved things and protected herself. Every episode she appeared she in gets was better, better and better yeah. each week. And the same, Queen Anne was very silent in the first part of the season. As yeah. a character, she was more just a figure. She had like little quips here and there, but it wasn't yeah, enough yeah. to like really make her stand out or think that she would become an important not part. Not what she has become. Oh, no, yeah. And, and not it was like also, a jump, a giant jump from one thing to the other. Yeah, and I I personally am really glad to see her come forth, and I wish, I wish it would have happened sooner. Yeah. I like the character that they've now established with her and the power that she seems to have started to assert over the cardinal and she is figuring out and it's i mean she's been in the queen for a while so it's not like this is new to her yeah but she's figuring out that role i think also though i think in a way it's almost nice that she kind of jumped because i mean i feel in a in a in a series if all the characters would jump from one extreme to the other then it wouldn't make any sense and it wouldn't be good and there's no such you know then there's no such thing as actual character growth you're just doing one extreme to the other i think it was interesting because a lot of her background with her story was kind of like surprise, like, you know, like, you know, the affair with with Aramis and everything like that. It makes sense to have her develop in such an important and stronger character mm-hmm. out of the blue or kind of throw it in last minute. But it didn't sidetrack away from everything else that we've right. established and everything. So I liked it. I mean, I like the fact that she went from like me, 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 me to like, like, I am woman. Hear me roar. Yeah. You know, so. Must be the hormones. Probably. <laughs> we'll blame the pregnancy hormones. Yeah. Because she's prego. I don't want to talk about that yet. I just no, had to say no, it. Now that I, I said it, I had to say it. All right. So the Cardinal is all too quick to sell out Milady. Mm-hmm. And they ride out to meet her. And then Aramis. And Dark and knows now that Cor- Constance yeah. is missing. Yes. Yeah. They ride out to meet him. And Athos like shows up. And I love that he's like just behind her. Just behind her. her. And like she, creeping in. She turns around and sees him. As she says that she's good because she got her revenge because Athos is dead. And that's the perfect <laughs> line to cue in. Cue Athos. Yeah. But that's okay. She, and this is where we find out that this whole subplot that's been happening has been setting up Milady actually covering her butt, not the Cardinal. Because the whole time I kept thinking, oh, this is the Cardinal. Cardinal's pulling the string. Cardinal's pulling the strings. Cardinal goes down hard and fast. Yep. Milady's the one that's still standing. I actually didn't give Cardinal credit for any of that back no? plot. No, I really honestly knew that Milady knew, especially from the beginning when the Cardinal's being rough with her and pushing her up against a wall and like, you're done to me. This is your last chance. You better not screw this up. Like, she's already, and especially when, you know, like even D'Artagnan holds a gun, like he does not care at all about her. Right. And she knows it. And it's like, she's just a smart and intelligent woman. She was going to have a backup plan. 
And I knew from the get-go, like, I will give myself credit for that, that I will admit that I never for a second thought it was the Cardinal. That was all her trying to cover all her own butt. Because she knew that she didn't have any more protection from the Cardinal. Exactly. And it was nice because she's like, basically, come meet me tomorrow, and you can get Constance. And yeah, like, if you touch trap. me, she's dead. Right. Yeah, so. So this is finally something that I think everyone was waiting for mm-hmm. in the Musketeers. We got an all for one and one for all. Yay. It only took 10 I'm episodes. I'm really glad, though, that they didn't overuse it. Wasn't, it. Yeah, it wasn't overused. It yeah. was very, it was cool because it was like all for one. And they one. waited. Yeah. And then they waited. And you're all saying it. You're like, you're sitting there like an one for all. One for all. One for all. One for all. It's like this when we're trying to say, it's like when we're trying to say, hey, at the beginning, but we weren't saying it at the right time. Yes. We just wanted it to happen. Yeah. So. Greatest fight scene in the Musketeers history. Seriously. Coming in, guns blazing. I love that Porthos rolls out from under the wagon, yeah. shooting people. Was that Porthos or that was Athos? Porthos. Yeah. Oh, Porthos. And I wanted it to count after I watched like half the scene. Like I wanted to go back and I just didn't have time. How many people they killed? Yeah. Because they took on a freaking like, army. Yeah, I mean there's there's only four of them. I mean, it's it's just and this is why they are the Musketeers. Yeah. And there's a, a great uh fight scene between D'Artagnan and Sarzan, and basically Athos saves Constance. Yeah. Uh, from the lady, because he basically, you know. Well, they shoot. D'Artagnan shoots, uh, uh, what's his Sarzan. name? Sarzan. First, in the arm, gets Constance away. She's running. He starts uh, dueling. No, chaos. He starts, no, he starts sword fighting. Because at that point, I loved it, too, because when I'm thinking about, like, how many freaking guns are there? How are they? And then at the very end, everybody's like, oh, crap, no animation. Take the swords! And everybody's, uh, like, fight. sword fighting. D'Artagnan uses his last bullet or whatever to shoot the arm of uh, Sar- Sarzan. I always want to say Sarzan. Like, I always think it's of Lord of the Rings. Sarzan. <laughs> Mordor. Um, but, yeah, I, I and he shoots him. She gets away. He starts sword fighting the guy. And then that's when she runs off. She's trying to escape, and she runs into Milady. So it's kind of like, dude. But Athos essentially saves Constance. Steps right up and is like, listen, go ahead and shoot her. Or shoot me or somebody, because you have to waste the bullet. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> so after uh, Constance knocks the gun away and she gets I like free, that. Like, it's like, who's going to tell me? like, F this. Like, just, Constance saves herself. There's yeah, her being like, a Yeah, just like, knock the gun. That's what we were shoots talking the about. ceiling. So, and I... When I watched this, I stopped and rewound it because Constance kisses D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to the scene where Athos is holding Milady in her arms, basically. Yeah, and she's like glancing up at him, lovingly, I desperate. I thought that Athos kissed her. I didn't I, think they I, kissed. I know. I, just the way that they cut, and I, I was like, are they, is this cool? Are they going to be good? And the way that she was looking at him, yeah. like I thought that, or was hoping, I guess, more than I thought, that they were gonna reconcile that it was gonna be cool and like i was hoping that actually I, was gonna happen i knew it would maybe it's because i'm a girl I know. <laughs> and i just i i understood the moment she you know the same reason why she was feeling sad um you know about him being dead and then that moment where she's in his arms all is lost she's she's lost but you know, even though when you're not with a person anymore, when you're in a loving, romantic relationship with someone, they're the person you turn to in times of need when you're desperate, when you're feeling your lowest. And obviously, she still has this connection with him. They're not together anymore. Everything's gone to crap. But, like, in that moment, he has her in her arms, and she's reflecting back on any times that she would have looked to him for comfort. Well, And it was just that desperate moment of, like... I could just see it. You know, you just... It would have been better if they would have reconciled. Man, if That's you what I wanted. ovaries, you know... I don't. So mine descended, and I would. <laughs> Wait, your ovaries descended? Yep. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, you know about anatomy, right? We'll talk about this later. We will. All right, that's not relevant. So, 
<laughs> Basically, he tells her to leave. Yeah. And again, I want them to reconcile. He was going to she'll kill. She'll be back. I'm, I'm positive she'll be back. But she the, has to But be. the fact that he was no, going. No, he wasn't going to No, he her. wasn't. But the fact that they were even saying, like, because it wouldn't have been hit up to him to kill her anyway. Right. I mean, it was something like, leave and that's it to the authorities. the others try to stop him. Yeah. Right. Irrelevant. Yeah. She'll be back. I know she'll be back. No, she will. All right. So, D'Artagnan and Constance are kissing publicly now, but then... Holding hands and Freaking Bonasur, you are a waste of space. <sighs> Tried to kill himself, threatens to leave what? her. Lazy. That's just cop out. Yeah. Let him kill himself. And then, like, the way he basically... I want them to end up together. And basically, the way he begs her, like, like if you leave me... Just the way he puts that on her, like, I'm like, you're such a freaking weakling, and you piss me off so much because you know that if she doesn't love you, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't love you? Right. It's like... It's like basically telling her that if you leave me again my life will be on your conscience Lame. and so please don't leave me again Lame. that's a cop out like suck seriously it up. like if you leave me i'll die and then you have to feel guilty for that because it's your fault suck it up honest you're being man seriously get your crap together but then she goes for it i mean it's I, just... she's such a wuss <sighs> after all the, the lack character of, development the lack of growth that's what i'm saying Ugh. like after all of that like you really like like and even d'artagnan's like he's bluffing let him. Let him. Do it. Like, do happens. it. And she basically says she can't do it right now. That's I okay. can't be with you so right now. So she says goodbye to D'Artagnan, even though he lo- but she still loves him. And fine, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. over that because yeah. Bonasuritis is going to go next season. I don't even yeah. care. Mm-hmm. All right. I love this little setup, though, where the Cardinals, like, called into the king. And oh, my he's God. like, this is something that's been going on for a while. High importance. They yes. need to speak with you. And, and you see his face. Like, he's, yes! he's crapped his pants. Called it. The queen is pregnant. Yes. Aramis, you are the man. Yeah. But I, I wonder how long is this time frame has been because clearly to know she's pregnant in like a week. Is it a week? I mean, it was since last week that they hooked up. But how long has it really been in you know in, terms of the in world the story, of France that we live in? In the world of France. Whatever. She's pregnant. Melendorf is freed. And we know it's going to be a strong baby he, boy because it's got Athos's Athos. I'm sorry. It's yeah. got Aramis's seed in there spooning yeah. around. Ew. He's going to have a mustache when he comes out. Oh, God. And I like that the Cardinal knows. I like that's setting up awesome for season two. Does anybody else find it weird that like she's having this conversation and there are people around? Those are all her people, though. And no, I know, but still, I'm just saying. Like they they were there when they got busy. So no, not in they. Her people were behind and they left, so no one really knows. But yeah, but the Cardinal does basically say like. It's kind of, you know, what does he say? He says, it's remarkable that this has finally happened. One could say almost miraculous. Yes. Like, hint, hint, all the things we that know. she was basically doing that I know, you know, that I know, that you know with Aramis. And then the, the you know, freaking Cardinal also, like, pop around the corner and be like, I know, you know, that I know, you know, hey that guys, I know. Hey, guys, I'm still too. here. All right. <laughs> so we wrap up the season in a tight little bow. No glory. No money. No money. No love. We've got honor, though. And that's where we're going to leave you guys. We're going to leave you with the fact that we still have our honor intact. But still, a little money wouldn't hurt. The mo- little money wouldn't hurt. It'd be nice. Guys, it's been a great <laughs> season of The Musketeers. We'll hopefully see you guys for season two whenever Please? we get it. Look for us on internet. We'll give you information about where you can find stuff when we know. Chat with us. Hey, you know what? What? I think I'm going to leave it with this. Where can we find you to find out more information? Huh. Well, people could actually find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And if you want to check me out for things aside from Musketeers, I will be on Sword Art Online panel on Sundays. And also check me out next week on the Legend of Korra panel where we will be recapping the season three finale. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And, uh, oh, and tomorrow, Doctor Who. Doctor, hey. Doctor Who. Check her out on Doctor Who. Tomorrow. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. 
Hit me up. I love talking to people all the time. That's all I do. I get yelled at at work on a daily basis. Besides here, when I'm at my other work, Yay. like doing stuff, people are all tweeting me and I'm tweeting back at them. Guys, again, thank you so much for an awesome season of Musketeers. We'll see you soon. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you next later. season. Uh. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.